From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Sunday, July 4th. This weather event has killed more Americans on average than hurricanes by Adriana Navarro. Despite the destruction wrought by tropical systems, the reach claimed by floods, and the moment's notice given by tornadoes, heat events have notoriously claimed more lives on average than any other weather event over the past 30 years. Extreme heat has contributed to an average of 138 fatalities every year over the past 30 years, according to data from the National Weather Service. Following as the weather event with the second highest fatalities on average within the same time frame is flooding, then tornadoes, hurricanes, lightning, winter storms, and then extreme cold weather events. However, even this high number may not portray the full scale of the danger that heat can present. Reviewing past extreme heat events have revealed challenges in capturing the full scale of fatalities from the events, according to the United States Environmental Protection Agency. The example the agency gave was from the Chicago heat wave of 1995, which is estimated to have claimed over 700 lives rather than the 400-some fatalities reported from the heat. Here's a look at a few factors that have been contributing to the deadliness of extreme heat events over the decades. Heat domes. A heat dome develops from a large poleward shift in the jet stream, which in turn becomes distorted and essentially traps a high-pressure system in place. This high pressure traps air over an area, causing it to sink, and as the air from higher elevations with lower pressure falls to the surface, the increase in pressure heats up the air significantly, AccuWeather meteorologist Max Garila explained. It's effectively the same physical principles your pressure cooker uses to heat food just on a much, much larger scale, Garila said. While the big factors are the strength of that high and that it remains stationary, the topography of an area can also come into play. If you add in topography, it can help to trap the hot air and enhance the downward motion of the air, Garayla explained. For example, if you have winds which blow down the slope of a mountain, they will become notably hotter as they fall in elevation. This is essentially what occurred during the heat wave that baked the Pacific Northwest during late June of 2021. In the case of the Northwest, which had been subjected to a heat dome caused by a notably strong region of high pressure over the area, the mountains also prevented the air from spreading out. He added that, with that said, a heat dome can just as easily set up over any portion of the U.S., regardless of the terrain. To date, the Northwest Pacific heat wave from Washington to Oregon has claimed the lives of dozens, and over 400 reports of sudden and unexpected deaths have been reported in British Columbia and Canada. Urban heat island effect. As sunlight rains down over a city, 
It's not just potted plants and sparse squares of grass that soak up the sun. During mid-July of 1995, over 700 people in Chicago were estimated to have died from a blistering heat wave that hit the city. Temperatures had only reached up to 104 degrees at the peak of the hot weather, but the humidity and lack of wind made temperatures feel like they were around 120 degrees Fahrenheit, and the urban heat island effect kept temperatures from dropping at night. It seems obvious, but concrete can heat much more quickly than soil or plants in direct sunlight, Garila said. When exposed to the sun, much more of the solar radiation is absorbed. This energy is then released in conductive heat, warming the air around it. The result is the urban heat island effect, which Garila says can make conditions in a city even hotter and more dangerous than the nearby, less widely paved areas. Smaller microheat islands can also form within a city, depending on how tree cover and pavement are placed throughout the grid. A study published in 2020 examined 108 cities nationwide and found that formerly redlined neighborhoods in nearly every one of the cities were hotter than the non-redlined neighborhoods. Vivek Shandis, a professor of urban studies and planning at Portland State University, who co-authored the study, told NPR that the heat patterns seen in the study were likely the result of more concrete and fewer trees and green spaces in these hot spots. This means that historically underserved populations who live in these neighborhoods, even decades after the practice of redlining was outlawed, are disproportionately impacted by heat events. While the study found that regionally, Midwest cities displayed the least differences in temperatures across the redlined and non-redlined neighborhoods compared to the southeast and western cities, it concluded that historical housing policies may, in fact, be directly responsible for disproportionate exposure to current heat events. During the heat wave of 1995, mortality rates of the black community were roughly one and a half times higher than those of their white counterparts, according to the Encyclopedia of Chicago. Most of the deaths were reportedly concentrated in the predominantly black communities on the south and west sides of Chicago. AccuWeather Real Field Temperature AccuWeather Real Field Temperature aims to measure what the temperature feels like rather than simply what a thermometer reads. To arrive at this measurement, the AccuWeather Real Field Temperature takes into account the humidity, cloud cover, wind, sun intensity, and the angle of the sun, which could potentially accumulate in an extreme difference. For example, temperatures reached up to 104 degrees during the 1995 Chicago heat wave. AccuWeather meteorologists estimate that the weather conditions boosted the AccuWeather real field temperature to around 120 degrees. During a heat wave across the southeastern U.S. in 1983, Fayetteville, North Carolina recorded a high of 109 on July 24th, but the AccuWeather real field would have reached as high as 115 degrees. That same day, Charleston, South Carolina, recorded a high of 101, but the AccuWeather real field would have been at 114 degrees. Savannah, Georgia, saw a smaller difference between the two, though not insignificant. While the temperature reached 103 degrees, it felt like 110. The Impacts of Climate Change While unusually hot days and heat waves are a natural part of the weather, days are growing warmer and heat waves more frequent and intense as Earth's climate warms, according to the Climate Science Special Report Executive Summary, overseen by the U.S. Global Change Research Program, or USGCRP. 
A report by the USGCRP on heat waves found that from the 1960s through the 2010s, not only are heat waves across major U.S. cities more frequent across the nation, but the length of the heat wave season is also lasting longer. The average number of heat waves that occur in major cities across the U.S. have more than tripled over the decades, from an average of two per year during the 1960s to more than six per year during the 2010s, according to data from the USGCRP. Of the 50 major cities the USGCRP observed in the report, 46 experienced a statistically significant increase in the frequency of heat waves across the decades. The length of the heat wave season, measured as the number of days between the first heat wave of the year and the last, increased as well, noted as significant in 44 of the cities. As the climate changes, people can expect to see even more extremes in the weather in the future, including heat events, according to AccuWeather's senior meteorologist and climate expert, Brett Anderson. People should expect to see even more extremes in the future. Extreme heat waves, floods, and droughts that are considered rare today will likely be more common, Anderson said. For example, a 1 in 100 year event in the past may become more like a 1 in 10 or 1 in 5 year event in the near future. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Join Bernie Reno and me, Evan Myers, every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news. Enable the Alexa skill and just say, Alexa, open Weather Insider. To access Weather Insider with Google Assistant, all you have to say is, hey, Google, talk to Weather Insider. It's the news you need for the afternoon routine. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.